Today's Book Bite is sponsored by Readsy, the publishing ecosystem for writers at any stage in their publishing journey. Two Lit Chicks Book Bites with Julia Boggio. Today's book bite, I am joined again by David Bickford, who is a British author and former Undersecretary of State and Legal Director to the British Intelligence Agencies MI5 and MI6. His book Katya is available to buy from Amazon now, and his next book, The Informer, will be out on December 1st. Thank you for joining us again. <laughs> no, thank you. Really kind of you to have me, Julia. Thank and you. if you ha- if you haven't listened to the episode yet from Monday, do go back because there's a load of amazing stories in there and some really really interesting chat. Um, so ca- I kind of imagine because of your background, I imagine you being extremely like ordered in the way that you write. Like I, I could see you having a real. This is how you do it from ten to twelve. Like tell me, is that how you feel about it, or uh, or are you a bit more all over the place? Well, <laughs> uh, I, I I've got to be disciplined. I have to say. I don't think I'd get anything done on paper if I didn't, uh, if I wasn't disciplined. So the morning really starts with an early morning walk in in uh, the park, and uh, Carrie, my wife, and I, you know, chat through plot and character for the day, and then uh, come back. And yes, I, I I write from nine till lunch, and then have a break, and then probably a couple of hours in the afternoon, uh, and. That seems to suit me down to the ground. Yes. So, and I noticed as well on social media, you've like on those walks that you're taking, you've been doing little videos and putting them up as well because social media, you know, it's unfortunately it's a part of part of our lives now. So, you got to play the game. How are you finding getting getting into social media? Oh, difficult. I have to. I have to to say that. I mean, although I dealt with the um, media in in when I was the legal advisor in in, in MI five and six, that was pretty easy because it was uh, you know chat, and it wasn't um, outside in the world as it were. So coming out into the world has been quite difficult, I must say, and preparing for podcasts and even preparing for the the sort of short videos in the park. Mm. Uh, it really takes quite a lot of sweat, I must say. Oh, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I know how you feel. I mean, I, I still get nervous before every episode that I record, and when I'm going on other people's podcasts or whatever. You know, it's, it's difficult to put yourself out there, especially coming from your background when it was about keeping things secret and hiding away from, I guess, the limelight or whatnot. Yeah, that that's true. Funnily enough, you, you you just touched on a point because my uncle, who who was a lawyer, he, he sort of that's one of the reasons I went into the law. He he actually was the defence lawyer for um, Ruth Ellis, uh, and was always furious that um, the law was um, ignorant enough to allow her to be hanged. But mm. he always said, when you go into court, if you're not feeling nervous, don't bother. Hmm. So I, th- I think that's good advice that you've just yeah. touched on there. Yes, sure. No, definitely. So tell us, what is your best writing advice? I think the hardest decision probably um, is really to sort of take one's life into one's hands and put that first sentence down on, on one's laptop or, or notepad. I think once that's done, the rest is a roller coaster of adventure 
Mm. I mean, a real roller coaster of adventure, and I've always treated it as that. And it's exciting and sometimes really daunting, no doubt about that either. But I think my advice to myself has always been don't turn back because writing that last sentence is really the most exhilarating reward of all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's when, when I get to that end and I can put that little picture of the end up on social media, that's like, <laughs> yes. that's the best day. Oh. Uh, it, it is. And, and I think that would be my advice because I wouldn't presume to give any more detailed advice than that. I think every writer does their own thing. Um, they borrow, of course, um, as I borrowed from, from Somerset Maugham and, and uh, Mickey Spillane and, and Flecker, the way that they write and try and, try and c- copy their idea of getting short sentences to describe people and their lives or the circumstances in which people find themselves. Yes, I, I, I find all that, but beyond that, I can't go. You were talking about putting down that first line. And that's always something that, as a writer, deciding what that first hook is going to be that you're going to put down on that page that people are going to read it and go, ooh, there's something interesting here. I mean, for me, with with my first book, I, I remember it very clearly. I wasn't even sitting down. I wasn't even thinking about writing at the time, but I was at my... Uh, parents, uh, they used to have a house in Maine where we'd go for the summers. And I remember I was I was in my room and this first line just came to me. And that's pretty much been what the first line of Shooters has been from the beginning. Mm, and yes. it, it, it's funny. So what, the, I'm going to go and I'm going to read the first line what? of your book out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. It's turning to the page. The Intercontinental Hotel in Gibraltar was not designed to create a meltdown. Mm, yes. Interesting. <laughs> Did that capture you or not? Well, I'm interested to know, you know, yeah, I'm interested to know what it was designed for and what's going on, because obviously something is about to go down, um, as we know. Oh, so well, do thanks you, for that. <laughs> yes. do, you remember, do you remember where you were when you first sat down and started writing Katya? Yes. I, I, funnily enough, I was in Gibraltar. So... <laughs> <laughs> You looked out the window and said, this'll work. <laughs> this'll work. Yes. <laughs> but that's why as writers, you know, it's really important that we get out of our turrets, we go have experiences, we go see things, because it totally works its way into, you know, into our books, I think, anyway. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, certainly for me, you know, my life's experiences have been wonderful to write thrillers anyway, mm. uh, traveling all over the world from an early age and um, doing it very what I've found to be very exciting and interesting jobs. But I've mm. been so lucky about that. Uh, so it, it, in a sense, finding the plots and characters um, based on all that experience ha- has been incredible fun. Yes. So did you always read spy thrillers? Well, I mean, was that sort of, sort of your favorite genre going into this or... Did you find that your experience side of, kind of led you to, I mean, I, I don't know, is it like doctors reading medical books, <laughs> medical fiction? Are they like, oh, I can't do that. That's my day job. No. Um, or did you or did you find that you gravitated towards spy thrillers before writing? No, gotcha. sorry to be trite, but no. <laughs> <laughs> 
the spy thrillers are, are, are you know, I, I, I think probably if, if one does it, it, it's fun to sort of, um, you know, have a, have a, a go at James Bond. I mean, Mick Heron, I think, is superb too. Mm. But uh, no, I don't really re- read um, spy thrillers. I much prefer sort of ordinary thrillers from, uh, you know, detective stories and that sort of thing. Mm. I'm afraid my, my, my reading, my literary reading is abysmal. so i won't go there (laughs) oh don't worry but that's but that's the thing you know as a as a writer i think one of the most important thing is is to keep reading because i think that you know with every book that i read i learn either how to do something or how not to do something (laughs) so uh so there's there's a lot that that can be uh gained from that you see you've got to the point now where you can read and say oh i wouldn't do that i haven't got to that point yet (laughs) so you're yeah that that's good experience yeah well, anyway, thank you so much for, for sharing your writing advice with us today. Now, for the listeners, we have a quiz coming our way from David for this Friday. So join us again then to uh, see if you can get a better score than me. Thanks very much, Julia. That was, that was fun. Thank you. Two Lit Chicks is a podcast about the books we love and the writers who write them. And literary quizzes. Let's not forget those. Find all our episodes on our website, juliabogio.com slash twolitchicks. I'm always hearing from writers who are desperate to start or even finish their first book. The advice I always give is to take a course. As they say, you don't know what you don't know, so a course is the best way to get you going. Reezy is one of my favorite online publishing resources, so I'm excited to tell you about their new online How to Write a Novel course run by author and best-selling ghostwriter Tom Bromley. In this course, you'll learn how to develop a captivating story and finish a draft in just three months. With daily actionable masterclasses and spot-on writing exercises, aspiring authors can apply what they've learned from page one and learn the craft of writing as they delve deeper into their own stories. Two of the things that I've always found the most valuable in courses is learning how to give and receive critical feedback and finding a writing tribe among my peers. The How to Write Your Novel course will give you a supportive community to chat about all things author life. Go to the link in the show notes or go straight to the Readsy website at readsy.com slash learning. Sign up today and get that novel on its way.